Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Holtcast. We're recording after Villa lost 4-1 to a Sheffield United away at Bramall Lane. I'm James Rushton, as usual, and again, I'm joined by Daniel Raza. It's been a few weeks, hasn't it, mate? Hello, mate. Yeah, it has. It has. We we obviously we didn't we didn't end up getting a show done last week for whatever reason, but uh, it, it it's all good. Uh, we're showing up today, uh, so I guess we're going to analyze the nature of our defeats uh, for everybody. Yeah. Um. So we've got two to kind of talk about before we get into the real meat, I guess, of the podcast. We went out of the uh, League Cup one uh, 0 to Burton Albion midweek. Of course, mm-hmm. the game was uh, played away at the Pirelli Stadium, and I think uh, everyone was kind of expecting a win. It was a uh, rotated Villa lineup, but it was still a very, very strong Villa lineup, wasn't it? It was, but uh, I think I might get a little bit of stick for saying this, but Steve Bruce has obviously said in his post-match interview that there was guys knocking on the door and it basically didn't turn up at Burton Albion, and I think that was the case. I think what we saw was a team that didn't turn up. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of guys in that team who really need to be getting into the first team. Uh, and I think you could attribute that to to two reasons. Either they just weren't good enough or uh, or you can fit it into the narrative that nobody really wants to be playing for Steve Bruce at the moment. So uh, I suppose pick pick whatever reason you can. Uh, really, we should not have been, we should not have lost 1-0 to Burton Albion, especially considering um, that we had plenty of time to score a goal. Yeah, it was kind of... Worrying, wasn't it? It lacked conviction. I think uh, the best way to sum it up is Albert Adoma's limp penalty. It was, uh, it wasn't put through, and I don't think the performance was altogether there. Uh, I mean, say what you will about the league, but I know people ain't bothered about it. But that's probably one of the more angrier reactions I've seen to uh, going out of the League Cup. Even worse than when we went out against Luton a few years ago. And... Well, no, it's because we're playing like we don't give a shit. Basically, that's what's that's that that's that's why that that's why people are angry. I don't get why we're playing like that so early. It's really frustrating because that I don't know is that outside the manager's remit because I uh, I'm pretty sure we've seen it in the two League Cup games him demanding certain things that ain't happening like pressing and passing and they ain't doing it. And uh, I don't know where, where does it lie. Where does the, I guess we'll get to the the full answer of this. But where does the blame lie for that Burton match? I guess it's you're gonna have to pin it on the players on that one. But the only way things change if you get rid of the manager, but I mean, we, we've seen this so many times when we have sacked a manager, we brought a new manager in, and it's two months before we start doing this again. You know what I mean? Mm. Two months. You've got you, People say Alex McLeish is the worst manager in Villa's history, and that, that's bullshit. Um, but two months, you know, we pl- started playing good under Paul Lambert, and it, it went, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. You, you sack someone, you bring someone in with a vision and ideas, and it goes to pot within two months. You know, somebody poised this question to me, uh, on Twitter at some point this week, you know, uh, I think I, I tweeted something like the definition of insanity. You know that famous quote. It, it's, it's not really the definition, but you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again uh, until I mean, expecting expect different, the yeah. same result. Yeah, the different results. Yeah, uh, obviously, Steve. That was in relation to Steve Bruce continually playing, picking this this absolute like dog's dinner of a defense. But um, coming back to the point. You know, when it comes to all the managers that Villa have hired over the over the last few years, James, think back and truly tell me which of them really was inspiring and really was something that 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 we were all that excited about. Here's the thing, I mean, man. On, it, uh, it wasn't. It, it's every every one of them is inspiring for about ten games, and then it's done. 
No, but no, at, at no point did we hire a manager who we thought, right, this guy can take us long term. I think Steve Bruce is the closest we've had, right? Maybe Remy Gard, but that fell apart very quickly. Yeah, Remy Gard, Remy Gard came in at a point where we were already like uh, we were already a team that was. Um, I'm sorry to put it, or always put it back to Paul Lambert, but I'm sorry to put it back to him again. But we, Remy Gard came in with with a team that um, was just not pulling their, you know, was just not pulling. What's the, what's the what's the phrase? Pulling their weight. Pulling their weight. They weren't. Uh, Steve, Paul Lambert had basically ruined that side into thinking that they had to pass the ball around you know, um, around there, you know, in the, fir- in the, in their own half for, for a full 90 minutes. And, you know, it, it took a lot for Tim Sherwood to try and get them uh, to play a different way. He managed to for a few games, obviously. And then, um, you know, they reverted straight back to it. So I can't, I can't really, I can't really say that Remy Gard hiring was inspiring, uh, even at that point, because I think, I think we all knew that relegation was coming. Yeah. It's, it's so frustrating. Cause as you said, you hire a new manager, it works for a bit and then it doesn't work. And it's always the case. It's been the case for a long time. Maybe maybe the last time was maybe Martin O'Neill when everything kind of was pulling in one direction for an extended period of time. But it's, it's so frustrating. And again, going back to the Burton match, yeah, it is the League Cup, but the fact that we dis- diminished this trophy. When I spoke to Stevie, didn't I, in the last episode, and the fact that we say, oh, yeah. it's just the League Cup. Hang on, the League Cup is Villa's greatest achievement. In the last yeah, few exactly. decades, it is. It is. It's and and we're treating it like a kick around in the park, and it's it's just so disgusting because we could win that trophy. You know what I mean? Like no one goes for it. Yeah, like, you yeah. could win that realistically if you'd gone for that trophy, you could win it. No, exactly. And no one could tell me you can't if you've gone yeah. for it and you treat it with respect. You treat it like you treat the FA Cup and the league. You win it, or you give yourself a really good shot of getting to the vinyl. And we just every time in the first round, it just looks so bleak, so bleak. And then you win and you get through. And then eventually it comes to the point where you get knocked out and you get knocked out in crappy circumstances. Like Middlesbrough came us last year when we put Michael Richards and Ross McCormack out and Tommy Alvick. No one could be asked. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no yeah. one could be asked. We're seeing that again, though. We're seeing, we're seeing those performances and I just don't get it. Is that, like, I, 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 it always has come back to it. Like, is it the manager's fault or is it the players who just basically just don't look like they care? You know, all that... All that, all those, you know, all those happy YouTube videos from last season of all the players like laughing around and having a joke. It doesn't seem to be there anymore. Like there doesn't seem to be that positivity. Let's not forget that Steve Bruce did manage to get Villa going on a mad run at some point last season. You know where they where they where they were getting victories, and that was because the players were energetic. You know they were looking, uh, they, they were they were they were looking to be creative, getting the right spaces. You know Snodgrass and Adoma linking up incredibly well. You know this is a team which is very capable. We have the best attacking squad now, I believe, in the Championship. But uh, we we we're basically, I'd say, we're probably playing some of the worst football in the Championship. Uh, game one was fine. I mean, but past then it's been it's been absolutely woeful. And to start to start against Burton Albion with five defenders is absolutely beyond me as well. And to 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 play James Bree at centre back as well. And in fact, I you know what? When I was thinking about it, when when you mentioned the Burton Albion game, James, I thought um, I was thinking for a second that yeah, we played a proper defence, but we didn't, did we? We we we, we, we played James Bree at centre back. Yeah, and I, I, I am so angry about that. I don't know if you saw what I said earlier this week, but we basically, Barnsley, was it, it's Barnsley, isn't it, who had James Bree? Barnsley had, had, had James Bree, you know, uh, playing at a certain level where, you know, he was, he was getting opportunities, he was impressing, and, you know, he was doing well for himself. Uh, you know, a very promising right back who can go on to have a very good career. Uh, obviously, I think they, they brought him in from Pompey. I think that's where he was, I think that's where he was originally. I come through from Barnsley. Was it? 
yeah, okay, so fair you. enough, fair enough. Um, but anyway, you know, you yeah, you, 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 you looked like a good right back, a good bomb forward, and, and you know, had a good technical ability. Why have we then taken this youngster who looked so promising at a club like Barnsley, shoved him in our reserves, you know, basically not giving him any opportunities, and then when he has been given opportunities, why have we played him in a position that doesn't suit him? Are we trying to wreck the guy's career? It's because that's what it's looking it's like. Another, another frustrating thing, isn't it? It's really, um, you get the lo- the logic of James Bree centre back. You get the logic of Miller Yedinak centre back. But these I don't get the, the logic. But they ain't played there at centre. Yeah, they ain't played there in pre season. You know what I mean? No, but they don't have centre backs attributes, James. I don't. I don't get it. I genuinely, I genuinely don't get it. Like Miller Yedinak makes a bit of sense. I guess so. I guess so. But he's always played as a defensive midfielder. So you know, teaching that kind of positioning to a thirty-four-year-old is. Is 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 a, is a is a difficult premise in the first place, you know. He's not Javier Mascherano. Yeah, it's frustrating now though because he was the problem before, wasn't it? You could go, oh, Milayed and had a bad game at centre back, but now the entire defence is the problem. There's not one star in that anymore, and you can say, oh, James James Jester's in a bad defence. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, but he's still the captain. And you see Villa's defence just shit the bed constantly. Like, but you that, know, you know. But yeah, but, but every club in the championship puts out a decent defence and they're okay. And they don't lose because of their defence. You know, I think, I, I firmly believe that, that football and I firmly believe that, that winning games comes down to the attack you have. Genuinely, I believe that, you know. Um, and, and, and I believe that because I've seen, I've seen big teams win the league with, without a flipping defence. You know, I saw Manchester City win, win the Premier League without a defence, right? And, but like, to, to, to some degree, you put, out, you put out four defenders who know how to play in their positions. You put out a left back who knows how to play at left back. You put out a right back who knows how to play at right back. And you put out two centre backs who know how to play at centre back. How hard can it be? You then proceed to dismantle any side in the championship because we have the best attacking team in the league. But no, that's not that's not what's happening. We're getting absolutely walked over for our absolute crap heap of a defence. And you know, I think that I think we 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 can all really theorise that. Really, football uh, depends on, on on having some sort of a balance, and unless you're unless you've got it right at the back, I don't think you can. You, I don't think you can blame your attackers for for looking nervous all game. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, that was a bit of a bad run. No, no, you're all right. you, you've more than talked. Go on, it, mate. Um, let's talk Burton. Let's finish Burton off then. Um, good enough for you to go out of the League Cup second round. Oh, Burton Albion deserve it. They they were up for it. You know, we weren't. So, uh, end of the day, you know, I look at some of those players and I just think, you know, Lansbury should have been doing more to, to, to get his place in the team. Um, again, I'm disappointed with Rashawn Hepburn Murphy. Uh, I know, I know, I know a lot of fans love him, but I'm disappointed again because he just does not seem to be taking his opportunities. Uh, and at some point he needs to man up and, and basically trust himself a little bit more. But there you go. I get that, but we're, we're just kicking the ball at him in the air. It's not, it's not being played on the floor, is it? Like he, like he wants it. I understand but that. Hogan? Well, you can't. How are you meant to do feed off the scraps? I, He's not. You, know, you, you get you, you get your brilliant shots. You get your Jonathan Cardio, your Tammy Abraham, your Lewis Graben, and they can deal with it. But you get Scott Hogan and Hepburn Murphy, mate. You got you got to play their way because they get, they get the goals. I get that. I get that. But you know, I think then then you got to look at a Doma and El Ghazi and wonder uh, wonder what's going on there. I think El Ghazi El Ghazi had a decent game. To be fair to him, um, a Doma again. I can understand why he didn't have a decent game because. Uh, the guy was our best performer last season. If you look at statistics alone, uh, and Steve Bruce wanted to shift him on 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 deadline day, so 
I, I, I guess I guess I get where you're coming from. Should we go on to deadline day then, mate? Uh, quick word on that. Then, <laughs> yeah, uh, you finish, can do. Finish Burton off. Uh, Burton, disappointing. But deadline day, uh, pretty, I guess, happy because Tammy Abraham, Abraham, uh, Tammy Abraham, Tammy Abraham is a ma- that's a massive signing. That's a statement. That is that's incredible. Tammy Abraham, of course, proving at this level with spells, you know, Bristol City last time out. Um, Swansea last season didn't go well, but Swansea but Swansea, they weren't very good in the Premier League. Again, feeding off scraps, but he's a really good striker. He's got credentials, and I'm really happy he's here because that that's incredible. It's like you, how have we managed to get an improvement at striker? Right, deadline okay. day, deadline day. Uh, Tammy Abraham, great that we've had him in. Uh, we've brought him in, but you know we should have had a striker coming in in the first place. Uh, and okay, uh, I would expect this to get somebody of a standard in. So that's great. Um, I'm not quite sure why we got rid of Tommy Elphick. Again, especially mate, especially because we've been trying for weeks to get this Scott McKenna lad from Aberdeen, and he just fell apart at the last at the last second, and we couldn't get him, and that, that's frustrating. I'm I'm just I'm I'm incredibly annoyed, and I think this is why I'm starting to diverge on on. Well, I am now. I mean, I am verging in the camp of you know Bruce needs to go because he not only has ignored the fact that his team uh is his team selections have been woeful and have cost us points on points in points uh not only as he as he as he you know failed to address the fact that 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 his defense is not working he then proceeds to on deadline day get rid of his only other option and i think that is incredibly arrogant and i think that it's going to come back to bite us um what happens i mean forget Forget you know uh, about the, forget about this whole Jedinak situation in the first place. What happens if James Chester gets injured? Who are we playing at centre back then? What's going to happen? We're going to get walked over. Uh, what what kind of what kind of team goes into a, a league season in the Championship expecting to to get promoted with one recognised centre back? It's beyond me. You don't know who's signing off on these decisions, like. Is it Bruce? Is it coming from heart? You know, because you look at it and it doesn't make any sense. And you think, yeah, let Alfred go if you get the McKenna in, the McKenna lad in from uh, Aberdeen. That's fine. Um, yeah, maybe Millet, and it turns out centre back. That's fine. But you just need to keep Alfred. And hey, you don't know if Alfred went to Bruce and went, play me or loan me out. And Bruce ain't going to commit to playing him. Tommy Alfred is a geezer. He's line managed since day one. Alfred come in. He 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 had terrible games. Pavilion in his first season, bad, bad, bad. We think Miller, yeah, the next bad now. Some of Alfred's games in that first season, yeah, there or thereabouts, to quote Steve Bruce. But yeah, he, he weren't good in that first season. And then he comes back in the second season, gets back in the team, and he does all right. And he's shipped out, isn't he? Yeah, of course. Shipped out to Reading. Then he starts the first game of our season, and he's shipped out again. Mm. And he's a geezer that constantly comes back, and he's always there. And this is a guy, and you don't know the situation. Again, you don't know if he's went to Bruce and has to be loaned out because Bruce would have to loan him out in that case, I guess. If he just, you know, you don't want any more problems like Ross McCormack, do you? But, no, you, but then you think, if, what if no one comes in for Alfred? Have you got a geezer then who just goes, well, I'm not wanted here. Um, I'll show up to training. What's the point? I don't think I, I don't think Alfred comes across as that kind of character. But Ross McCormack didn't. Mm, I Richard didn't. They were jokers, but. Is that now? Is that now? Is that now? Is that now just pointing at bad man management? That we're 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 looking at a situation where where the manager is 
more willing to basically you know destroy uh, destroy our squad structure our defensive structure um for the sake of 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 getting a one up on a player you know all part of this you know part of part of you know being a manager part of of being in charge of a team is to be able to keep players happy and if you can't keep them happy then get rid of them and bring in replacements but there's none of that going on it's literally right okay we're going to loan you out um i don't care if i've only got one center back it is what it is and we're now in a situation where if any of our defenders get injured we're in an even more sticky mess than we are already in. Yeah, and you just see some maddening tweets, and it's like on the verge of conspiracy. And I don't think it's that hard to get. It's the fact that we've we've got too much strength in other areas, we're weak in others. It's moving them around. It's not working. And I don't know what more to say about it because it, it, it. All right, my eyes are closed here. My teeth are clenched, and it's just trying to think about the centre back situation is so. So annoying because you had so much time to sort it and we brought in two goalkeepers. You know what I mean? We brought in two goalkeepers. Oh my god. And we we brought we brought in two goalkeepers with 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 perhaps the, the same, if not less, promise in Pierre Luigi Gallini. Like it just seems like over you know, over overdoing it, really. Nyland's fine, I guess, but the Marrera thing, you don't because he's gonna take up a loan signing, and yeah, you don't have to play him, you don't have to be on the bench. But it's just the thought, the effort that went into that signing could have went somewhere else, mainly centre-back. Do you know, I'm not at the Nylands fine camp. I'm really not. Not in the Nylands. The Nylands fine, mate. If you if you watched the highlights yesterday, you know, he, he does he does drop clangers. But I'm telling you now, if he weren't in goal, I think Moreira would have dro- dropped a few more. I really, <laughs> think, I really think that. Yeah, but really, we really we should be looking at it as would, would your standard championship goalkeeper have made that many mistakes? That's the way we really should be looking at it. I I know. Like, I understand. I understand, though. Like the thing is, we should be attacking from the front, and we shouldn't be under so much defensive pressure. Um, look, I ain't got. I look. The thing with Nyland is he's promising. Of course, he is. You know, he's gonna he's gonna turn out to be a decent keeper. He's shown that he can make some fantastic saves. Fair play to him. He's putting the effort in, and I can't I can't doubt him for that. But the amount of errors he's making isn't filling me with an awful lot of confidence. I mean, I made notes on all the goals that happened and he was, I think, you know, you could, you could put him at fault for at least two of them. That's fair to say. Genuinely. You know, uh, goal three especially was awful. Um, goal two as well. You know, the, 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 the but that, 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 that I don't think was, was all his fault. You know, it was just a bit of a soft dive. Uh, but that, that third goal was, was, was woeful. You know, just kind of, not not even not not creating enough um sorry creating too much space between him and the post and basically uh letting the ball rebound off him back into the net it was it was pretty deflating to see uh and it just seems like every time a team puts pressure on us we 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 basically just let them score um and that's 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 the thing it's like we it's like there's no point having a defense at the moment and if you want to play like that you got to play like man city it's hard because you're gonna to have to stick with him now until Christmas because there's no no other option. You put Marrera in, but Marrera looked very shaky, more more so than Nyland. At least Nyland's getting there now and saving most of the things that are kicked at him, even if he is making a few mistakes. But uh, final bit of deadline day thing, loan deadline mm. day with Albert Adoma and Andre Green, um, bit of a mess. It, it seems from the outside, right? Uh, again, again, what the heck? Why are you trying to loan out two wingers? What's the point? I, I don't, I don't get it. What is the point? 
like again the Adoma thing, it's probably more a case of him going right. I want to play, and you got to look at it seriously. He ain't going to get in over Balassi or Algarzi, is it? And again, if Codger's moved on the wing, he ain't going to get over Codger. And if Grealish goes on the wing, he ain't going to get over Grealish. He's going to be he falls down the pecking order dramatically. But you think if Andre Green goes, you don't want to let Adoma go. No, of course you shouldn't. And the thing is, the championship is you can't you can't trust Balassi and El Ghazi to go the whole season playing every single game. You can you can rotate between three wingers. There's not a problem with doing that. Like genuinely, there isn't. You know that's not going to be an issue. Yeah, and you've got to think about his contract as well. I mean, it's I think it's end uh, a year left on it, so it's going to end in the summer. It's a very much Alan Hutton thing where hey, if he wants a new contract, he's probably not going to get it, even though he did so well. And that's that's just a you know. You have to hold your hands, but that's that's part and parcel of the football. If we were crap, you know, if we don't go up, yeah, we could probably give you a contract, but it's not going to be on what you're on now. And we were burning money, but you, you, realistically, it seems such an odd decision to the Middlesbrough thing to send him to Middlesbrough and cancel the contract and sort him out. And maybe they didn't give him what he wanted, but yeah. it seems so odd to the Middlesbrough. You know what I mean? Anywhere but there. Did you see what his brother tweeted? Yeah, um, not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I mean, maybe his, his brother's obviously going to have a bit more insight into that, but who knows what, is there an agenda there? Does he, is it, does he back? Yeah, he's got, of course he's going to be back with his brother and I, I rate his brother highly because some of the things he comes out with are amazing. But you got to think where it comes from, I guess. <laughs> Listen, anything that Albert Adoma's brother is saying about Steve Bruce, guess what? This might be a big surprise to, to any of you listening. It's coming from Albert Adoma. <laughs> that that is that is that that is essentially a a representation of Albert Adoma's feelings towards Steve Bruce. You said F Bruce, and, didn't it? What's that? He said uh, fuck Bruce. Yeah, that's what he said. He said um, to quote him. Uh, he said F Bruce. There is no loyalty in football anymore. My brother was loyal to Villa and still is. Saved a man's job and the man forgot. Uh, when he got left out the team last year, he could have gone loan to a Prem slash top championship team, but decided to stay because he loves Villa. Stayed and only got back in the team by chance and saved the man's job. People saying he fell off second half of the season, LOL. He spent the second half of the season effing defending. I mean, that's scathing, but I can't, I can't argue with anything that he said. Yeah, I'm finding it hard to completely disagree. I mean, obviously, you know, with everything, there's always two sides. And the truth, it's always, and this is no secret, it's always in the middle. But yeah, you, yeah. you look at it and you're like, there is there is truth there because Albert, we tried to sell Albert Adoma last year. And I guess he's a high owner. And I guess we do need to rid ourselves of high owners we're not going to use. But you look at Alan Hunt, Alan Hunt got a contract. You know, it's, you could give Albert Adoma a contract. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. I don't know. I don't know how it depends how much. If he's got on like loads, then you're gonna look at this situation. You're gonna go, "Hey, he's like our third or fourth choice winger. We need to get rid." Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard. It's hard because he shouldn't have done so well last season. And he's my one. Of, he's my favorite footballer at Aston Villa. But to speak of it, you know, you look at the business of it, and you're like, "This don't make sense to keep him." But it also doesn't make sense to force him. One out of the things that makes me sick about it as well is the fact that we basically threw away our best young defender in years in Adama Traore, um, so that we could get Adoma in. And now that we have got him in, we're young winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What did I say? Young defender. Yeah. 
Sorry. Defender. I was about to say Adama the Traore. No, so we, <laughs> we, 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 threw, we threw away Adama Traore. We were like, forget it. You know, uh, you know, now the man's worth millions and millions of pounds, right? But uh, we, we, we brought in Adama uh, through him. So why are we now, you know, not trying our best to keep him in the team? I mean, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already annoyed about the McCormack and Michael Richards situation. If you, if you look at it, Right when when you look at these players who, who stop performing well and and don't and don't don't pull their weight and whatnot, you never see those kinds of players at successful at successful clubs. You know they they they'll have been fine wherever they've been before, but when it gets to these situations happening, they don't happen at successful clubs. You see them happening at teams like Sunderland. Uh, you know we saw that happen with Jack Rodwell, for example, and uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of. Of, of of many other uh, examples, but you know, the, <laughs> there's got to be something going on to make these players so um, disenfranchised and and so and so sort of disconnected from 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 the team and the team's goals. Um, so I, I mean, I'm starting to think I'm starting to think Steve Bruce might not be the great man manager that we uh, think. Yeah, he is. it's a. Uh... Let's move on to Sheffield United. I think let's get the frustration out of the way. You know, everything has been annoying the last few days. But uh, Sheffield United probably caps it off, mate. Um, because to be honest, I know we predicted different things. We predicted a one-one draw, but both me and you. Um, even when I predicted that, I knew I was lying to myself because you get the feeling before matches like this that Villa ain't gonna come out of it with anything, and that was very much the case because uh, <laughs> they conceded three goals in forty-five minutes, then another before uh, Anwar Al Ghazi scored his first goal for the club. It was 4-1 in the end. And it was a mess. I can, the 10-minute highlights, they're a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. Uh, start- and there's no real one thing that's a mess. The whole thing is a mess. Like, Steve Bruce played John McGinn and Jack Grealish when they were unfit and they didn't train. And he admitted that. And you can tell because players are just gliding past them. This is Sheffield United players are just gliding oh, past these two. Right. Madness. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. So this is the thing, right? Steve Bruce, I just just to just to address the post-match comments that he made, he said that he's played four or five defenders, four or five players who hadn't played who hadn't trained all week. And that was because he didn't want to give the guys who had played against um uh what you call it, played against Burton Albion another chance. So, okay. Uh, I, I can understand. I, I can understand that you 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 maybe don't want to. Uh, you maybe want to. What's the word? Punish some of the players for for earlier during the week. But what they conceded one goal. So his uh his 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 response was to again uh play that same defense which has been getting walked over over and over again. Uh, that was that was one thing. Uh, but second of all, you know, Hurahan, you know. Perhaps he didn't play so well against Burton Albion, but why are you then, you know, why why are you then keeping him on the bench when there's 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 players on the pitch who who haven't trained all week? You know, he's perfectly fine to go out there in a championship game. You know that that to me is is where that awful man management comes in. He's basically putting all the blame on the players uh, for 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 what went wrong against Burton Albion, and tried to save himself again by you know trying to spite them. I don't, I don't understand where that comes from. It's, I don't know what goes on, man, because he comes out in these uh, BBC WM and he looks defeated, and the whole project looks like it's ended. It feels like an end, but it's felt like this end twice before. I remember me and you speaking after Brentford on Boxing Day. You know what I mean? 
Oh they, my they, God. The same thing happened. The same thing happened, and it's happened. It's like, are we just this is really time is a flat circle, mate? Going around and doing the same things. Oh, that sounds really Arsenal fan TV. I know what I mean. You know what I mean? But it, it isn't. He's not helping himself. He's why is he complaining if he's if he's doing the exact same things that have caused the mistakes in the in the last few weeks? Mm. It's that Sheffield United game. It was uh, bad, and the excuses come out. And he, the geezer, Steve Bruce, has a few things he, he says that we're always you know one week away from crisis, and hey, we were playing the best football. You know, people were saying on social media that we were playing the best football that we played, and yeah, we did for ten minutes or twenty minutes against Brentford. But that's never happened again. Yeah, and you can't expect the players to come back off being off the back foot for ages. You know, perhaps against Brentford, we had some remnants of of of, of the team that was you know flying high at the fir- in the first two games of the season. But you know, at this point, when you keep getting walked over and you keep conceding early on in every single game, do you expect the players to keep coming back and fighting? Because they won't. They won't. You know, we're conceding soft goals at the back because we, we don't have a real defence. Then, you know, at some point, Jonathan Codger is going to think, you know what? I can't be us. And I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not justifying that. I think it's poor from players who are being paid loads of money. But it's just what's going to happen. It, 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 that, that, that is the way that, that human beings work. And yeah, Steve Bruce, he can complain all he wants. We weren't thinking that, that we were playing the best football that we have been for, for years. I mean, that, that's a load of rubbish. You know, that's a lie. Uh, he's basically come out and attacked the fans for, for being fickle. Um, you know, what, what, what fans would be, would be sitting there and, 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 and saying that everything is okay when we've got the best squad in the league and, and we're getting walked over? It's rubbish. It's absolutely yeah. rubbish. Uh, so, Amar, our guys, he got the only goal of the game. Villa went 4-1 down. I think everyone felt the same. It 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 was crazy, mate. It is, you know, you get you get you get some, you know, you got no right to win every game. You got no right to walk teams. You got no right to win games. You shouldn't. Ah, of course you don't. Um, every team gets shell shocked. You know, Arsenal, Man City, Man United, they get shell shocked. You know, then that no one can avoid the odd game where it just falls apart. That's that's true. That's true. But um, I think people do have a right to question this and people you know the infighting with the away fans was kind of odd because i don't know why there's still people who i guess i don't know you don't know what the the fight was in the away end of the stadium you don't know what it revolved about but i could hazard a guess that people were chanting you know you're getting sacked in the morning and some people said hang on why are you chanting that shouldn't you be backing the players and yeah it's not about backing the players it's about voicing your concerns your very real concerns at villa have not moved up a gear for one and a half years. And you say, you can say what you like about Steve Bruce. Um, he did play a big part in stabilising the club. And a lot of people quote that, you know, they do the quotation marks of irony. Um, he did because Villa were, they were free falling. They didn't know what they were doing. They had loads of heavily played players. They didn't know what they were doing. Last season, we went to the, the player final. Yeah, we should have got automatically promoted. We should have, and we should have won the player final, but we didn't. But we haven't moved forward since then. And you have to look at that and thank him for the very good job he's done in parts. But you also got to look towards the future and move on. And if people aren't happy with that, yeah. that's, you know, it isn't Steve Bruce FC. It's, Villa, it's Aston Villa, isn't it? And if people can't hack, exactly. if people exactly. literally cannot hack people chanting, you're getting sacked in the morning, they shouldn't go to football games because that's what people chant. They, they get pissed and they get annoyed. They're drunk. They say what they want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. frustrating. 
I've said that word too many times yeah. this episode. So frustrating. But it is. And now we've got nothing to preview. We literally got quite literally nothing to look forward to apart from Bruce getting sacked. Yeah, Villa. No, he's not. Well, he's not going to exactly. Yeah, that's a thing. He's not getting sacked because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why as well. It's the fact that that everything you know, all the concerns, everything that's um, everything that fans are worried about, none of it has been addressed whatsoever. And I don't look. I. You know, I d I don't wanna I don't wanna go around blaming journalists. I don't wanna go around blaming the media or whatever. I think, you know, um it's just one of those things. Um, but it just feels like Steve Bruce isn't isn't you know, he's not he's not being held held to account for any of it. You know, he's 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 kind of walking out every single game, ignoring ignoring what the fans are saying, putting words in the fans' mouths now as well, which is which is which is funny, and it's like, hang on a second. You know, we we've got very very real concerns over here. We're seeing it ignored on the team sheet, and we're seeing it ignored in the press conferences as well. So, you know, Bruce hasn't justified himself. He hasn't justified what he's why he's picking this team. I'm seeing a lot of similarities to what's going on at Manchester United at the moment as well. You know, it's um it, it, it's the same thing where Mourinho is basically you know not addressing anything which is which is going on towards Man United fans, and it and it, and it seems as though you know nobody can be asked. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's, it's difficult to, it's difficult to imagine Steve Bruce going when we've got three different owners at the moment. Uh, we've just had a new CEO brought in and I can't imagine a, a group of people that large, um, no matter who they are coming together at this point and, uh, sacking the manager. I can't see it happening. Um, it would be too much of a risk, uh, considering their investment, I guess. Yeah, from um, their perspective, but then you think... Villa ain't kicked on and they ain't moved on. And you know, I'm ready to back I'm ready guys. to back this. I'm still ready I'm still here, ready to support, and I'm not gonna not support this. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start turning off games at half time if I'm watching on TV because I, I can't I just can't be asked to you know, it's so predictable. It's it's utterly predictable that you know what's gonna happen when Villa play away mm. from home. In some games, yeah, not every yeah. game, but some games like Bolton away, you know, you're gonna you're just gonna get hammered. And, and yeah, Norwich yeah. away, you're just going to get hammered. And it might not only be a one goal difference, but it's still the, the performance is just not there. And again, I'm ready to back this. I'm ready to get behind Steve Bruce. I'm ready to go again. But how many times do we have to get to this point? You know what I mean? No, and, so, and so am I, right? And the thing is, I could give him, like, the thing, I can defend him, right? I've been defending him because I think, I don't think sacking the manager every every few months is the, is the best thing to do. But, like, <laughs> Honestly, Jet, how can I sit here and defend the guy when he's making them same mistakes every single week? You know, it's like it's 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 like it's like having it's like having a school child, like you know, trying to trying to teach somebody at school, right? It's like you know, it's perfectly fine if you know they 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 they, they make changes if they if they try to improve what's going on if they if they stop making the mistakes, you know, if they're spelling the same word differently every single week and they're not trying to do anything to change it, then. You know what? What? What can you do? There's no hope, In, unless he's prepared to do something different. Unless he's prepared to take responsibility for his own mistakes in the team selections and stop being so arrogant. I don't want to attack the guy's character, but it just, it's, it there seems to be some element of arrogance here. Then, how can I defend him? How can I suggest that that he's the right guy for the job? Yeah, it's a bit of a, a swagger, isn't there? Which doesn't need to be there. He does. He does. He does roll with the punches, and he does come out swinging. But sometimes it just 
comes off such in such a bad manner. It really does. But no one's going to criticize him for making changes. No one's going to criticize him. The thing for is, it. if he played a different team and Villa got hammered six one, like no one, would anyone would anyone have been this angry? I don't know. I, no. I, I mean, people have been disgusted with the result. But if he said, hey, I can't play John McGinn, Jack Grealish or Jonathan Codger because they're injured, like they were, then yeah. then you hold your hands up and say it was a massively rotated squad, you know, at short notice. And we lacked our best players. That's why. And you have a reason. And it's like, what is what what is the point of playing three injured players? Because they, they were gassed. Jonathan Codger couldn't track back. You know, Jack Grealish and John McGinn couldn't. And you saw them second-guess themselves and not put themselves into every challenge. And that's why Villa lost. It's not necessarily to do with the defence. It's because when they lost the ball up front, because Jonathan Codger was gassed, they were too easy to walk through. Right, exactly. And what's wrong with playing Conor Hurahan? What's, what's wrong with, with, with starting with Edoma and El Ghazi? And let's, let's talk about the defence you know? as well, because the def- Villa's defence is, is crap. It's crap, but it's not going to help if the attacking the other team come just walk through the rest of the team. You know, Alan Hutton and Midlayed and like yes, you can post your stills of them being out of position, but it's a, it's a vertical slice. It's you know, it's a second, a split second of gameplay. There's so much more to it than that. And yeah, that might be the final problem. And yeah, that's a problem that can be sorted out. But if Phil's midfield are going to get walked through, and it's going to be Glen Wheel and fighting fires, you know, we've got to come out and say Glen Wheel and is becoming slowly, quietly becoming a good Villa player. Oh, and yeah. he's fighting yeah. fires. I mate. mean, he was. You know what, as well, that, that, I mean, I tried to make notes on every single goal, right? I actually did manage to make a note on, <laughs> on the Villa goal. Um, Glenn Whelan actually played, played a solid, you know, forward pass direct into the box to El Ghazi. And he was the only one who actually uh, seemed to, seemed to want to push Villa forward at that point. You know, not, no, none of this running around, passing it, passing it around the back kind of thing. Um, you know, he, he he actually sliced through a, a decent pass for for El Ghazi to score. So fair play to him for that. Um, yeah, he actually made the key assist in the only goal that Villa scored. So uh, yeah. So Sheffield United, that's about wrapped up, mate. Oh, I, I wanna, I do want to make a couple more notes about the defense, though, James. So, I, I I had to, I have to because because I wrote on, this then. all down. On, it's just too much, right? <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> I mean, we all know about the Hutton Jedinak mistake. That was Hutton's fault, I believe, for being too far up the pitch and then basically Jedinak being forced to get it to get dragged out. See, I'm not trying to criticize Jedinak every single week. I actually do like the fella. Um yeah, it was Hutton who was out of position, dragged dragged Jedinak out. Uh, that was, however, Sheffield United's fourth goal. It was at a point where where Villa were gonna get dragged out. I'm sorry, but you know, it gets to a point inside a game where you know you're losing 3-0. Um, you can't expect uh any sort of solidity at that point. The first goal, Tanzibi obviously was very poor in the air, I thought. It was a very good cross, though, and there's not a lot you can say for that free kick. Um, but as I say, yeah, Tanzibi was quite poor in the air for that. The second goal, that I think was the most telling for me. Um, there was absolutely no pressure on Duffy when he, when he you know, kind of uh, walked on to kind of to, to strike that ball past Nyland. There was no pressure on him whatsoever. Nobody pushed him. He had an open strike at goal. It was quite far away. Um, so really, Nyland should have um should have done better with it it was quite soft there uh the third goal again another free kick no leadership from anybody in the box um uh, the defense didn't really know where they were i think last season you would have seen john terry get to that before it made the near to, to the near post uh but when it did get to to nyland um again didn't leave enough space uh, sorry left too much space and uh he rebounded it into the back of the net so there is an absolute carnival 
of of of, of errors you can point to there, and it just points to me, uh, just points me really to an unbalanced defense, which should have been changed weeks ago. Spot on, mate. I think uh, I applaud you for making notes about that game, but uh, I'm ready to end it here. <laughs> the podcast size. Well, the podcast, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, no, uh, it, it hasn't been a good week, and uh, we're away for a bit now because of the international break, I guess, which comes at a really good time because I think uh, we're all a bit frustrated, and I, I'm ready to just uh, wait for the Blackburn game again on TV, settle down, buckle up, and hope it uh, hope it turns around. But I'm not too hopeful. Yeah, and also don't expect us to have a Hulk cast on on a new manager next week. Steve Bruce isn't getting sacked. Um, I just want to. I just want to let you all know that I know a lot of us get bored whilst we're on Twitter, uh, but it's not happening. He's not going to get sacked. Uh, it's just not the way this management is going to work. Um, not especially not after backing him in the transfer market. So yeah, just sit tight, guys. Enjoy the international break. I guess that's yeah, all I have we'll, to say. We'll, we'll see you after because uh, we're just going to be saying the same things again and again. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll treat you to a little bit of a, a break, I guess, until after Blackburn, because it doesn't make sense to talk about it anymore. Because we said all, all we have to say, and we have been saying for a while now that it ain't good enough. So I guess we'll see you in a short while, and uh, enjoy your international break, and we'll catch you after Blackburn. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>